I just want to welcome everyone to this week of Behind the Daw. My name is Wyatt Troy and I interview music producers and music industry experts on an emotional, philosophical, and artistic level to get inside their heads, gather the best information, and then bring it back to you. And by the way, this is a companion podcast to our YouTube series, In the Daw, where we invite artists to dissect their songs in real time. If you're interested in that, there's a link in the description. If you want to see any artists come on the show, or if you have any feedback, you can contact me at wyatt at behindthedaw.net. I want to welcome everyone to this week of Behind the Daw. This time we have Jesse Breda from Gravitas Recordings and Gravitas Create. How you doing, man? Great. How are you? Dude, I'm doing pretty good. It's super hot here. Is it super hot in, in Texas yet? Yeah, Austin, Texas, man. That's how we roll. It's it's in the hundreds. Oh, that's lovely. Is it humid there? Yeah, it gets humid. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, really quick, before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors today, which is a very special sponsorship because we have Gravitas sponsoring this episode. Do you have anything that you would like to promote as our sponsor for this episode? Oh, man, we have so much. We've got Zebler and Conti Experience album coming out on June 5th. Ooh. There's a full-length album called Id Entity. If you guys aren't familiar with Zebler and Conti, it's a duo from Boston, Massachusetts. Zebler is the video component and Conti is the music producer, audio component. And they are currently on tour. I think they just finished up the first of three legs of their tour. Amazing, unique production and video, unlike kind of anything else out there. Check them out if you haven't. Yeah, well, on the Gravitas Create side, we've got a couple really cool sample packs coming out. We've got Wolfie Wolf's Alien Energy sample pack that'll be coming out exclusive on Beatport, and then it'll be out everywhere else. And then we've wrapped up a Sounds of India where Kaylee Marks is one half of Baseline Drift. He actually went to India and spent three days in the studio with real traditional Indian performers and instruments. And we just made one epic two gig pack of some of the best quality sounds that I've heard in a long time. That's amazing. And to add on top of all those things that you're just talking about, you also have a uh, what was it, the cover art template thing you got going on, right? Yeah, we made a we made a Photoshop template for products or you know or, or releases. So if you have trouble with your artwork, basically you can download this. You know, it's, it's a couple bucks, not much, like ten bucks, I think. And it's sort of got infinite possibilities. The music art, artwork template that we have is in partnership with Prowl, and basically you can download this in Photoshop and and then open up the layers and we've got eight starting pieces of artwork and then all sorts of different layers and, and a really easy way to manipulate it and add different little pieces here and there. So it's a really quick and easy way to uh, create some some artwork for your release if you have if you don't have it already. And I know this was released quite quite a, a while ago, but one of my personal favorite things I've ever seen from Gravitas Create is is the sample pack, the the free fall sample pack that you did with with Austin with AU5. If if you if everyone walks away with nothing else but that, you gotta go check that out. That that thing is yeah, that awesome. was a that was an epic. So that was from and this is kind of what we try to do with 
where one of the reasons why we we started Gravitas Create. So Gravitas started as a as a you know traditional music label artist collective, you know just like minded artists and sounds, you know kind of coming out of the Burning Man glitch hop sound and has evolved into the experimental bass scene. And then we also do some down tempo and you know really genre agnostic. We try to kind of swim in all the waters and whatever is just good. We 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 play with it, but. Now we, we've created Gravitas Create, which is really focused on the music production community. So if we do an EP with someone like AU5, then not only do we put out the EP, but then we'll break out samples or stems or presets or some of all of that and put that on Gravitas Create so that you can also, as a producer, download those pieces and play with it. Oftentimes we'll put on remix contests or an AMA inside of our private Facebook group. You know, we'll have feedback threads or promote your music threads. We're t- really trying to cater to the music production community. And also once a month or every three weeks, we'll do production challenges, kind of like Team Supreme, where we'll give you, you know, a limited amount of samples and then set the BPM and the key and then ask everybody to go to work. And we're kind of working with you to stay on track and be your sort of production buddy to work on your music and stay focused, finish tracks. Every time you finish something, it gets easier, it gets better. And so we're really there to kind of coach you through that. It's helped me and and many of the people that have come through within the Dog Behind the Dog immensely. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. In regards to Jesse Breda, why do you do all this? What what is the driving force behind doing everything that you do? Because you do a lot for the producer community, my friend. Yeah, I guess I'll just tell you, I guess, what all I do right now in my life. I own a web design agency called Lineshare Digital. And that's, you know, both with music focused clients, but also with, you know, traditional businesses. Mm-hmm. I work with a company named Kuka, which is one of the biggest robotics companies in the world. And then also with Keller Williams and on down the line. We also do websites and marketing for music festivals like Summer Meltdown Festival up in Washington. And so that ties into, you know, my my background in technology and internet marketing kind of ties into what we've been doing with Gravitas as a label. Also, again, you kind of need the internet marketing piece to get the music out there. And then we kind of, again, we extended that to being Gravitas Create. And so then that's same kind of thing, music label, sample library, tutorials, education. And then over the last couple of years, I've started managing artists. My two primary focuses right now are Beats Antique and Closey. Why do I do all that? I love music. I love the community. I really like more than anything, it's the experience of when you're in the crowd and music is this universal language and you're experiencing that song or that moment and you can basically feel connected to everyone else because we're all experiencing those vibrations. I know it sounds hippie. I know it sounds woo-woo, but it's, it's math and science and it's founded in reality. And when we're all kind of vibrating on that same level, we feel less alone. And I think all of that human condition and the fear and the anxiety and the, and the jealousy and the anger and things that hold us back in our lives kind of start to disappear in that moment. I've had those experiences with psychedelics. I've had those experience with music. I've had that experience with meditation. Um, I've had that experience in playing sports or exercise when you're truly present to the moment. And when what music is able to do is really bring that and everyone else into the community. 
like right there and then in this into that moment. So that's what I do. And I, I love I love to create things. I love to work with other people to create their dreams and create their realities. So I think I'm really good at at visualizing and understanding like all the steps it's gonna take to get from one thing, you know, an idea to actually completed product. So like when I'm working with Beats Antique or Closey, they're amazing people. They're amazing creators. Like they've they're just just every ounce of their bodies seem to be born to create. But then sometimes they really need the help of the logistics. Okay, we've got this idea. How do we actually make it happen? And so that's where I feel like I fit fit a really nice compliment to them. I'm fairly creative. I understand what it takes to produce a track. I understand what it takes to, to work in Photoshop to create a piece of artwork. I understand what it takes to make a piece of, of art for a successful tour poster. But more than anything is like I can kind of facilitate that stuff now. So I'm, I'm more of a manager in all things that I do. I kind of have the connections with all the people and sort of constantly connecting this person with that person to make things happen. That's why I do it. I love to see things complete and yeah. and ideas be come to fruition. I liked how when you were talking about how music is a universal language, you said because music is a universal language and when you are in the moment, it kind of abolishes that feeling of being alone, being secluded, being alienated. Is there times in your life where you have experienced that aloneness, that alienation, and then music kind of came in and kind of saved you, so to say? You see what I'm saying? No, no. I, I think I was just, I'm from a musical family. My mother was a singer-songwriter. My father played bass in her band and also had his own band. So I grew up with instruments around me and my mom playing piano and my mom writing songs and, and hearing that. And it was just always something that I was like, wow you know that that's cool i mean that's a you know that's a story we've all heard a million times and in high school i got into you know i started playing guitar got it really into the doors got really into metallica got really into tool and also got really into psychedelics so those those moments of just experience like honestly just pure bliss of listening to like the doors the end or something like that and just being like being taken on a journey musically combined with psychedelics was just something that just I don't know it just captured me for my entire life and here I am I've not had like intense bouts of depression or sadness I've been very blessed in my life but I've seen other people have that and I've definitely seen music save people's lives for instance Chad Cisneros from Tritonal is a good friend of mine. We went to high school together and, you know, he's talked about his journey through drug addiction and sobriety pretty publicly now. My experience of that was someone that had severe trauma from their childhood and he was using drugs and alcohol to really, you know, self-medicate. And he was someone that is extremely bright and extremely energetic, but until he really found music and that direction you know, he's basically either going to die or go to prison or, or kill someone or something really horrible. And as soon as he was able to kind of get pointed in the right direction with music, he was able to take all that energy and uh, on top of doing the work of, you know, therapy and Narcotics Anonymous and stuff like that in conjunction with those programs. Really now, I mean, he's one of the top acts in electronic music. Yeah, it's been amazing to watch that and see the power of what music and, and, and working in the music industry. Obviously, it's a hard industry to work in, but once you kind of 
crack through a certain level and you you understand what's happening and you know some of the ropes it's actually not that cutthroat in my opinion i mean they're you know once you're like dealing with like top pop stars and all of that yeah i'm not really playing in that game but in in the game that i'm playing and the scenes that i'm swimming in People are pretty down to help each other and, and support each other. And there's plenty of room for, for all of us. I'm glad you brought up Chad because his story resonates with me really, really hard, especially this this time in my life. I'm actually coming up on my 10 years of sobriety. I'm about awesome. To, yeah, I'm about to hit my decade of it. And yeah. it's, it's been really, you know, it's been a time of reflection. I think I have a similar story. Not, I wouldn't say nearly as as, as gnarly as, as Chad's, but, but basically, you know, like I was addicted would I say addiction? Yeah, I'd say addiction. A mild addiction? Ah, we'll say addiction. But you know, I felt like I was I was very addicted to alcohol, and the way that I was able to get over that, even at a young age of fifteen, it was it was bad ordeal, really bad ordeal. Was pouring myself into music. Was just literally taking all of the thoughts, all of the struggles, all of the everything that were related to alcohol, and trying to just kind of like force them over to here, over to music, so I could kind of pour it into there. And so that's great because I think there's so many people that struggle you know it's a really big topic right now where we are as a society finally acknowledging mental health as just a reality of life versus a, a, you know something that people carry around with shame and then also the drugs and addiction that these are things that are real it's time to stop blaming people i mean obviously it's great when people take responsibility but these are just things that happen and and they need to be we need to work as a society to provide solutions and support and understand that those things are a symptom versus like a, a disease you know it's like why do people use these opioids and, and things? It's not because they like want to check out and be high. It's because they're suffering. Where does that suffering come from? And so it's going to take time for that thought to die and those previously conceived notions to go away. And, and the new generations are growing up with an understanding. Really, my, my only bout with, with psychedelics or, or any anything up to this point has always been, you know, the concept of self-medication and, and turning it into an addiction, you know, where it takes over your life rather than helping, you know, it's just like Advil. It's just like Advil. It's just like anything, you know, if you're, if you're taking it just for fun, it's Friday night and I, you know, kind of a thing. I, I don't, I don't feel like that's right. It's when there's something that needs help and we have all these amazing resources to be able to help us. So let's, let's help us to get us back to ground zero. It needs to be treated with respect for sure. Exactly. You know, you wouldn't walk around with a hammer all day, just like bam, 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 you know, just like knocking, knocking stuff over, but you use the hammer when you need it. And I feel like it's the same thing with any kind of medication. In this interview that you and I are having right now, if I was to ask you one question, you're like, Wyatt, that's the question. I'm glad you asked that question. I love that question. What would that question be? I, I would say this podcast is geared towards people that are wanting to be involved in the music industry yeah. or are involved in the music industry and they want to get more involved. You know, I, I think I have some unique perspectives on that. So I guess the question would be like, what are some ways or, or things that I've been able to do that have allowed me to have success in my career that they can maybe apply to to themselves? Along along with that, because I so I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to put an analogy with that question. I love because I love this question, but I love putting an analogy with this question. So the analogy is basically like if you if you picture this uh, this giant building, we'll call this giant building the music industry, right? Most people think there's just a front door. Most people think there's just like you know like the front door that you can get in. That's the only way to get in, but that's that's not true. You know, there's there's windows, there's back doors, there's basements that you can get into. You can knock a hole 
in the wall and make a door, you know, you can go in through the roof, so on and so forth. So I guess my question to you is, you know, what was your way of getting into that building, the creative ways that you got into the building and have been able to stay in that building? Do you think that that coincides with the question that we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, I was going to say there's there's really kind of two approaches. Like you said, that front door, that that's really, you know, kind of like the traditional way. I'm going to be a producer. And then so I'm going to make some songs. I'm going to put it out, put out some demos. For me, that feels like getting at the back of the line. And there's already a bunch of people doing that. And so my approach with pretty much everything I do is I'm, a, I'm very much a starter and some people are very much finishers or very detail oriented. So mm-hmm. some of the some of the challenges I have is like, I'll get a project 80 or 90% of the way, but I need people to help me bring it to completion. But what I found is that I'm able to learn, you know, pretty much like 80 or, or 90% of how, maybe less, of how to work Photoshop or how to work After Effects or how to set up a sound system or how to be a promoter on my journey or how to be a DJ or how to do production. In my journey, I kept learning and trying every kind of honestly facet of the industry. So I've done event photography. I've put on my own shows. I've, you know, now being a manager for artists, I've run a record label. I've been a DJ. I've done video editing. So I, I went and tackled all of those facets of the industry so that I had a working knowledge of all of that. And by being able to communicate and understand each part of those, like it, it gave me a more complete knowledge where, you know, there's kind of like being hyper specialized. You're the best photographer that anyone's ever seen. So you've put in your five, 10, 40,000 hours on that. And so now you can charge 200, $300 an hour to, to shoot photos. That's great. You know, that's one way to do it. Or you're one of the best music, you know, sound designers or producers or drum programmers, or you really understand Ableton so you can teach, you know, and that's your specialty. That's your niche. So yeah, either go way down deep into a niche and be as good as you can possibly be, or take the more generalized approach where you have a working knowledge of all of the facets of the industry for publicity, marketing, you know, how to send out an email newsletter, social media, you know, what it takes to put on a tour, all of these things. That for me would be my my advice to, to anyone because the more knowledge you have in like when you go and learn about how to work Photoshop, then some of that knowledge transfers over to After Effects. You know, if you can do photo editing, you can do a little bit of video. And then if you knew a little bit of both of those, then when you go over to do your website, like some of those things translate. And if you do those three things, then some of the social media of writing copy translates back to the website. So everything kind of has this crossover effect where you're you're building your toolkit and you're you're learning more and more. And so that was where I found my my comfort zone. And I think you really have to understand the type of person you are first before you can choose that journey. I try something, I learn about it, I dive in deep, and then I don't say I get bored, but I kind of get what I can get out of it, and then I'm ready to try the, the next thing. And that's always been, that's been helpful for me, not only in the music industry, but in my other careers and, and things that I've tried, and also in my relationships and personal life too, is like, 
I feel more fulfilled and excited when I do a variety of different activities in my life. Some people just like want to do the things they love and just do those four things or three things. And that's good. So I think you got to know who you are and what you like. I believe it was a, a TED talk talking about this concept, right? If you very crudely separate humanity into two, two different spaces, one of them is the hyper-focused, right? That you, like you were saying, they have like the three or four things in their life that they really enjoy doing and they, they progress in that for the rest of their life. Or there's what's called the multi-potentialite, which is you. You like to do a lot of things. You like to get in there, dive deep. And then once you feel like you got enough, you're like, all right. All right and so then the next step for me was to create companies and bring together a team of other people that had either specialties or or desire to learn a specialty. And so then they became my like hired guns, focused niche people in each one of those facets. So then I can kind of direct and create opportunity with having those people on board. So that was kind of like, that's where the, where I kind of leveled up a little bit was once I started to build a team, all of a sudden I could do more than I could ever do alone. And I would always, and I'm always learning from those people now. It's like my developers like, hey, we need to learn about this technology. I'm like, I have no idea or desire to keep up with this stuff. So I'm super glad you do. <laughs> and you're super, super focused. Which beckons the question, you know, when you at the beginning of this interview, you know, you mentioned that you have a lot of projects, a lot of companies that you're working on right now. How do you keep your head straight, man? Because I got in the dog behind the dog and a family. And even with those, I'm like, ah, they're always crossing over. And so how do you do what you do? Yeah. So a couple things. I, I I try to have a routine. I try to have I try to plan my day and I do I wake up in the morning, I kind of take care of myself. I drink a big glass of water and I've got I've got a little bit of salt and a little bit of lemon in there now. So just trying to hydrate and I get some sun and then I do a morning meditation and I write three things that I'm grateful for in my life. And so by doing that, I've already kind of done some things. I've gotten some momentum going. And and then I sit down, I've usually done this the night before, like the things that I want to accomplish for the day. And on a Sunday night, I'll write down the things that I want to accomplish for the week. So just by writing those things down, I've already focused myself in those directions. And like right now, I'm looking at my list. And obviously, just honestly, too, using my calendar of blocking off time. So my like the, the client that I talked about, KUKA, they're in Germany. So the early morning time, they're still at work. So I need I need to sort of focus on them during the morning time. And then later in the day is when I schedule my meetings or and or work on Gravitas or more music management stuff, because a lot of those people are in the West Coast. And so then they're starting to wake up and get get involved in the, their day. And so then I'm ready for them to kind of to to come at me with questions or things that they need. And so just by and that's just based on how my life is right now, I structure my day. And also I just, I don't, I try not to be a workaholic or overdo it. And, and so I really just try to see what's the most important or one, two or three most important things I need to, need to do today. And I kind of push away the things that aren't important and say like, you can wait. And oftentimes by doing that, those situations or opportunities will evolve by the next time I get around to them. So even if I had taken them and kind of got paid them attention, they wouldn't, they really weren't, weren't ready yet. So um, just by saying no to things and, and prioritizing myself. Uh, so I think writing, physically writing things down that you need to do is really important. I think a lot of people want to use apps and stuff like that, but I, I don't find that to be actually that effective. It becomes, it's just another app that you close and then when, when you're done with it, it goes away. 
actually writing a list of things that you want to do in the order that you want. If you do have a lot of projects or a lot of different things, like I've got uh, Lionshare, Gravitas, Gravitas Create, and Pivotal, and then Closey and Beats Antique yeah. under that, I will just write those like categories. So you would say in the DAW, behind the DAW, family, you know, music time. And then I would under those kind of like do the same thing, order the two or three things under those specific, you know, companies or categories that I want to tackle. So then I'm seeing a kind of a big picture of it. And then from there, I can pull those over to like my single list for the day. One of the problems that I've had with trying, you know, trying to organize my life, so to say, being able to organize my time is, you know, let's say, you know, I block out a schedule. It's like, all right, during this time, I'm going to work on in the DOS stuff. But so let's say during that time, something comes up, maybe something with behind the dot comes up. It's like, oh man, I got to do this right now or something with family and something like that. And I instantly lose motivation. How do you battle that? Because it's like, oh man, I scheduled this thing, but then this thing got in the way of it. It's like, why do I even schedule if this thing keeps getting, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you battle that? Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. Like I do get interrupted. I do get phone calls. I just try my best to like schedule my meetings in the afternoon and I do my like quote unquote deep work in the morning. That's when I find I'm the most focused. Some people are more focused at night. Like if they're like really creative work, like writing a book or writing music, a lot of people say, hey, I, I work best from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. when everybody else is asleep. You have to learn what works for you. I mean, your phone and your email turn off. You know, I think we all feel like we're required to have that stuff on, but closing it, closing Slack, closing email, turning, put your phone on, do not disturb. And if it, if you really, if your thing is behind the DAW or in the DAW, and that's the thing that you're just set on doing, then all that other stuff can wait. I mean, obviously your family, like if your kid or something yeah. has a is sick, then yeah, you gotta, you gotta deal with that. But that stuff happens a lot more rarely than I think we allow for it. Close Facebook, close Twitter, close your social media. Just like that stuff's like yeah. completely they're designed it's literally designed to suck your time and your attention and i don't feel like we really get the benefit from it anymore i don't even really go on there anymore i've hired people to do that work for me so just so i don't have i don't really want to do it anymore and i like messenger it's a great way to communicate but it's it's just again it's kind of designed to suck you back into that platform and i might just use messenger.facebook.com if i'm on my desktop so that i'm not scrolling my timeline because i just i don't know those algorithms at this point they don't seem to be serving me <laughs> the way i want to be served you know if anything i would i still enjoy instagram but you know twitter and facebook they really just you know, it's just click, clickbait war, attention war, and, and they're all there for, if you're not paying to use something, then you are the product. So our attention is just being sold and, and traded online. And so I choose to be very selective about where I spend my attention. You know, I don't, I, I don't pay for cable. I'm all about like Roku. We're going to watch something that's on Netflix or Amazon or HBO so that, that I'm spending that 42 minutes or hour watching the show that I that I find to be quality. And then when I'm done, I'm done. So yeah, just having intention and, and thought about where you spend your time, being cognizant, that's really the only thing you have in this life is your time. So if you're mismanaging it, it's impossible to get back. Like my mom was teaching like seven or eight classes at in Amarillo, Texas at a community college. And it was like every semester towards the end, it's like she was so maxed out. She didn't have any in reserve. So I kind of gave her the analogy of like, treat your time like your bank account. You need to have maybe 20% uncommitted time in your life because stuff's going to come up and you're going to need 
you know, oh, wow, I didn't expect that project to take that much time. Or I didn't realize that this thing was going to pop up. Budgeting your time like you budget your money, thinking of it as truly your most valuable resource will give you that protectiveness around it. When I kind of even did this with our interview. I love you, buddy. And I love what you're doing. Now I just don't hop on any podcast because yeah. I've got so much other stuff I got to do. So I will say no to things that a year or two ago, I would have said yes yeah. to just because it's like I've committed myself to managing Beats Antique, managing Closey, you know, working for my clients and making sure that we deliver, you know, really quality designed websites and whatever else they need. And then on Gravitas, like making sure that we're continuing to release quality music and working on Gravitas to create, to develop a community and a system that really delivers, you know, truly impactful resources for music producers. And those are like my missions. And, and if you're asking for something from me, my time, and it doesn't help me deliver on that mission, then I'll say no to it. Yeah. Like this helps me deliver on those missions because it helps me spread the knowledge that these things exist, further our relationship, and so on. Thank you for taking the time to do this. You're the man. Let's have one final question and I'll let you go. I gotta go pick up my minivan. So the final question I got for you is related to kind of more the Gravitas area, right? You've had a lot of producers, you worked with a lot of producers, you know, not, in, not only the ones that you manage, but, you know, releasing through the label and all that kind of stuff. What is, you know, if you were to kind of, you know, you know, if we're taking a, a page out of fantasy football, so to say, and you're able to create kind of mold potato head, a favorite producer that you've been waiting to see, you know, like with all the characteristics, you know, obviously creativity and all that kind of stuff, but like hard work and all that kind of stuff. What would that producer look like to you? And you'd be like, that's the guy I want to work with. Two different kinds of successful artists. There is sort of the slow burn artist that's like slow and steady. And Symbionic is definitely on that level. Mm -hmm. And and he is like, he could easily be an, an amazing artist manager or a publicist or, you know, obviously he helps me run Gravitas. He's the label manager. He is one of those artists where, and he does mastering and he can do artwork. He's so talented across so many different things. So I love his approach. I support him to the end forever. And then the other would be Closey as, as a singular producer, because now that I'm managing Beats Antique, working with a band or a multi-piece group is a totally different experience. Closey is, she makes my job and an agent's job so easy because she does obviously her music and, and it just appeals to so many people that it's really easy to get her booked. It's really easy to promote her music, but she works really hard. I think one thing that I really appreciate about her is she does not complain. And so I think that's a lesson really for all of us is like, you know, we're all going to have challenges. We're all going to have those moments where we're like, oh, this is freaking hard. And like, ah, like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like, I should have got that gig or I should have got that thing. She doesn't, she does not see the world through that lens. Or if she does, she, she holds it and chooses to see it in a different way. So she's, she's very humble. She's very honest. She's very, like, she wants to be successful. She wants to play for a lot of people. She wants to make good money. But that's like, at the end of the day, it's like it, it, if she makes a little less on this gig or maybe the gig isn't so great and she has a bad night, she just is there the next day to do the work. And, and I think John is that way too, is like, it's just about the journey and getting and showing up. It's about the what you put into it. And the more that you can focus yourself and better yourself and get better, then you know over time, like those good opportunities are going to come. I think Chloe is like, she doesn't compare herself to other artists. Oh, G. Jones is playing these bigger shows or getting these other looks. It's like, she's just kind of like, 
this is my career. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm focused on. And I want to, I want to create this music and tell this story and have these experiences and share this with people. And just kind of all the rest of it is just goes to the side, which, which again is just talking about that focused approach and, and sort of having a goal or having a, an intention of what you want to create with your life and then waking up each and every day and working towards it. Like there's w- with that basic formula, like I've never seen someone not succeed. Like you're, I'm seeing you, like you're having successes because every week you're, you're doing your thing and you're learning. And so this project may not be the final biggest project of the world, but you're going to learn so much through it. And then that next, and maybe it's the next project where you pivot from this idea to the next idea where you have a big success. But ultimately that whole story is like the chapters of your lives. You can look back and be very proud of what you've done. I can look back and be very proud of the years where I was working in technology and working with startups to when I decided to create my own web agency to the years where I was like, okay, I'm going to be very focused on Gravitas and building that brand to now the years where I'm more focused on artist management. And so all of those things, like they weave this story and I've, I've, I've taken each one to that next thing. And you, you do that naturally. It's not like you, like I had some grand vision when I was 22 that I was going to do all this is just following the thing. So to, to really answer your story, I mean, I think it's those two people. It's hard because it's kind of like a video game character where you want to pull all of that. Beats Antique, I would say, is amazing because they bring something to the stage that very few acts do anything anywhere close to that, which is not just music. It's an experience. They bring the, they make the stage come alive to the point where, you know, you can't help but just be like, what is happening? So that's more of a theatrical component component. And obviously they're live, they're playing live drums, playing violin. And these things are, are, and I think that's, we're going to see more of that where you see people like Anomaly or Kofresi or, you know, Cloud Chord playing live instruments on stage, merging with electronica. Obviously that's been happening for years, but I think it's going to start to get away from, you know, I mean, we're going to have, we're going to continue to have EDM and that movement and EDC and things like where it's all just sort of focused on that. But I think overall the world in is more interested in performers and artists that bring this like make the stage come alive if you're having to rely on led screens or confetti or or gas coming out of cannons to make your show interesting i think that's i don't know i think those are more crutches at this point i think that those those tricks start to get tired what beats does like they can can continue to reinvent that idea and do new stuff that's going to be like what forever and and so that they, they i think they have a lot more room to to grow and and more more interesting stories to tell and even someone like you think i look at a tool like Every time I see them that, you know, they're playing a lot of the same songs, but they'll do something new with the stage or the configuration. And, and so I don't know, th- those things to me are really inspiring. At this point, we're planning a really big tour for Closey in the fall of 2018. And we're looking at how do we how do we make the, the stage come alive? That's kind of the, the phrase that we're using right now. It's kind of boring to watch someone up there just look at their laptop. It's like yeah. we want things to be happening. Jesse Breda, thank you so much for coming on, man. Did you have a good time? Absolutely. Thanks for saying my name right, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ten points to Gryffindor for you. Love it, man. Any final words? Anything else that you want to 
promote through Gravitas, who, by the way, is our sponsor for this episode. But is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, hit us up. Hit us on Twitter. Send us demos. Join Gravitas Curate private Facebook group. If you're a producer, share your music in the feedback threads. Participate in our production challenges. Build the world that you want You want to live in and go after your dreams. The only thing that's holding you back is your own fear and doubt of yourself. And so I say, I'm here to tell you, man, like all it takes is just hard work, focus every day and, and good things will start to happen. And there's so much opportunity in the world for everyone if you want on it it's there for you and uh, i'm here to support you in that and that i love doing that and i'm i welcome connecting with anyone and everyone around that thank you so much jesse and on that note i'm gonna go pick up my minivan all right thank you so much for listening to this episode of behind the Daw. we really hope you enjoyed it did you enjoy the questions that we asked or would you have liked to hear different ones if you're listening to this on itunes or any other podcast related app make sure to subscribe and leave a review and if you're listening to this on soundcloud make sure to like comment and follow and we'll see you next time on behind the Daw.